Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hello, everyone. God bless you to all of our CT family, all of our online family. I'm so excited about today. It's Christmas season. And it is so good to be able to celebrate the coming of the Lord to us, the birth of the Son of God. And uh, I'm so excited about the message that we're going to, we're starting a series today. Before we do that, though, we want to take a moment to worship the Lord. We want to bring an offering to God. The greatest offering of all was when Jesus offered his life for us. And every time we give, we give under the shadow of his, of his giving. Praise be to the living God. Our God is generous, abundant, loving, and kind. And that's why we're so blessed today. And I want to thank God today. Stop. Brothers and sisters, could I encourage you? Stop right where you are and think about the goodness of God. Think about his faithfulness. Think about his kindness. Think about his love. Can I tell you, this morning, I got a call from a dear friend who's been trusting God and believing God and needed a supernatural, actually financial breakthrough. And uh, as we prayed, he was kind of up at a deadline. But how many know God is never late? He's so faithful. He's so powerful. And the Lord came through for him. And we were just celebrating together in the goodness of God. And right now, that's what we want to do. We want to celebrate the goodness of God. We want to give an offering to God and worship him with our resources. Part of worshiping God is saying, God, I bring an offering to you. And that's what we're going to do right now. Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify your name today, oh God. You're so worthy to be praised. God, it is so right for, for all of the world, oh God, to stop, Lord. This is our time in the time zone, oh Lord. And we stop and we sing hallelujah and we praise you and we glorify your name and we honor you today for your goodness and for your faithfulness. We know you. We are saved. We, we know where we're going, Lord Jesus. We know where we're going to spend all of eternity and we know your nearness and we give you the credit for all of the ways that you take care of us. So Lord, we give a small token of our love and our appreciation back to you. God, receive this offering right now as it's being offered to you, Lord, from all over Chicago, from different parts of the country, Lord, from different parts of the world. We worship you. We bow our hearts before you and we say thank you. Thank you for the way you take care of us. Thank you for the way you provide for us. And Lord, we also ask that by your mighty power that, Lord, we ask that you would step into those that are lacking or struggling or hurting. Father, your children reach out to you in faith and we say, deliver someone today. Oh God, step in and provide. Open up the windows of heaven and shower down your mighty, matchless, wonderful blessings, oh God. Do it by your mighty power. 
no matter how much we ask, Lord, it's just a small thing for you because you are all powerful and you never run out of power. So we bless you, we worship you, and we thank you today. Bless this offering. Let it be pleasing, O oh Lord, to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so faithful. And uh, I'm so excited to be starting a series titled The Light of the World. We are celebrating the birth of our Savior. 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born of a virgin. And every year we celebrate his goodness. You know what I love about Christianity is that we as Christians get to celebrate the coming of our Lord to us. No other religion can say that. No other religion can say that God showed up, but our God loved us so much that he actually came and he became one of us to, to pay the price for us. So blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a season to celebrate. And I'm telling you right now, no matter what's happening in the world, we're not allowing COVID. We're not allowing anything to, uh, to, from, to stop us from praising the Lord and from, from celebrating the coming of Jesus Christ. I hope you could say an amen with me today. And so this series is titled, uh, The Light of the World, and Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the one that makes everything new and fresh and real for us. And before I get into the message, I'm so excited today because we're actually doing church with another church, a sister church, uh, so to speak, New Life Tabernacle from Nanuet, New York, is joining us. They are pastored by Pastor JP. This is not last week's JP, but another wonderful uh, uh, young man of God who is doing great things for the Lord, he and his wife Tahira. They're just such sweet and wonderful people that we were able to meet uh, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, uh, uh, perhaps. And, and it turns out that that Pastor JP attended the Brooklyn Tabernacle as a kid. I didn't know him then. The way I met him is he came to one of our DNA of a Leader conferences, and he brought some of his, uh, uh, his teammates. And uh, so we've started a relationship. I've been able to kind of minister uh, on the East Coast, did a, a DNA of a Leader conference, and we've become friends. And, and so today, we are doing church with them New Life Tabernacle, uh, uh, God bless you. We love you, and we're so excited that we could be serving the Lord and worshiping the Lord together. So come on, let's get into the Word of God now. As we talk about Jesus being the light of the world, it's important for us to know that many of the prophecies of the Bible revolved around this, this great light that would come I want to encourage you to read Isaiah chapter 9. I'm not going to read it today, but go and read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, uh, and maybe meditate on it this week. But in verse 2 uh, of Isaiah chapter 9, it actually says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. 
on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then it gives the reason. It gives the way. It says, for unto us a child is born. When the child was born, light entered into the world. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we are celebrating that light. And then we're going we're gonna to run now to Luke chapter 2 to talk about one of the instances that talk about the birth of, of, of Jesus. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This was the, was the visitation of the light of the world right here. Now, what I want to do, and remember, today is the introduction of this series, so I really want to lay this out to you from the Old Testament all the way through. And you may or may not know this, but Matthew, uh, uh, Mark, and Luke are called the Synoptic Gospels. Now, the Synoptic Gospels are the Gospels that basically are telling the story of the life of Christ from different perspectives, but they're telling basically some uh, the same stories. The book of Mark does not address the birth of Christ, but focuses more on the ministry of Christ. But Matthew and Luke both talk about when Jesus was born. The book of John is different. The book of John gives a very spiritual, lofty perspective of the coming of God to the earth. And I want to read so that we could have a full picture of Jesus being the light, of the light of, uh, of the world. Uh, um, when Jesus came to the earth, he wanted to open people's eyes. He wanted to open people's hearts. And he wanted to change everything. So look at what it says in John. It says, through him, speaking of Jesus, the word, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. Through him, through Jesus, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The word was the source of life. And watch this. And this life brought light to the people. So Isaiah prophesied about it. When Jesus was born, there was a great light that, that began. And we'll be spending the next couple of weeks. And now here's what, what it really meant. Here's what was really happening. It says, the word was the source of life. And this life brought light to people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never. Everyone say never. The light and the darkness has never put it out. And so today, the title of the message is Light is Life. Because that word, that light brought life. And I want to pray right now 
Because whether you're a Christian or maybe you're just tuning in to a message, and if you are, if you're tuning in for the first time or perhaps you've been listening, but you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm so excited to be talking to you today about the light of life. Jesus wants to shine a light upon us that actually brings powerful life. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we could spend together. And indeed, Lord, as we worshiped you already, you are the light of the world. And God, I pray that today would be a day that there would be a fullness of release of your life. God, I pray that as the lights turn on for us, so God, in a new way, in a fresh way, that life would be released to your people. Bless this word now. God, I pray that not one person who's hearing me, that they would miss out on this wonderful season of celebrating you, of knowing you, and of growing in you because of you, through you. So bless this word now by your mighty power. God, give me grace, Lord Jesus, and speak to your people in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Light is life. Now I want to take a couple of minutes and talk about light in a natural sense. When we see um, natural light, in a lot of ways, it is a, 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 a picture, it's symbolic of spiritual light. And so we did some research, I actually watched one of those How the Universe Works videos just about light and the sun. I learned a lot of uh, kind of cool things. Maybe this is a little nerdy, but I learned, first of all, that our sun is 93 million miles away and it takes the sun's light eight minutes to get to the earth. It turns out that light is one of the fastest, if not the fastest, natural force in the universe. And the sun is this raging mass of heat and energy, and the energy flows from the very core of it to the edges. And then what we're getting, brothers and sisters, is just the afterglow of the heat and light of the natural sun. And here's the way um, some, uh, some scientists put it. Science credits the sun as the creator of all life. Now we know that God is the creator of all life, but the way the scientists, scientists speak to this is that they say that without light, there would be no life, which is absolutely true. And then they also credit the sun as the source of all energy on the earth and the parent of all of the solar system. Listen to this quote by a, a, a physicist. Holly Gilbert said this, the sun is the parent of the whole solar system. It provides its children, the planets, with everything they need. We depend on the sun for energy, for light, and for warmth. We would not exist without the sun. Well, brothers and sisters, how many know that's also true when it comes to true life, spiritual life? 
without the son of the living God, we don't have the life that we need because his light is what actually gives us life. Without that son, we don't have the, the, the warmth that we need, the love that we need. All of it emanates from Jesus. Praise be to the living God because he is the light of the world. But, and that light of the world gives life. Now, we're not talking about just breathing. I was talking in the office today and how um, one of the guys said, one of my friends, you ask him, how are you doing? He goes, I'm breathing, so I'm good. Well, guess what, brothers and sisters? Jesus came to do more than just allow you to breathe. Jesus came that you might have life and life to the full. The abundant life, the best life, the life that brings you freedom, the life that brings you peace, the life that brings you joy. That is what the light of the world is all about. And the natural son cannot do that. But the son of the most high God is totally able. No matter where you find yourself today, God is able by his light to impart his life into your being and change everything. And I want to spend the next couple of moments to talk about what that light does and how that light works. The, the book of Hebrews talks about the fact that light is a reflection of God's eternal glory and power. Go read Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, and, and, and let me put life into perspective. I, I, I read this quote by Leo Tolstoy, and I thought it was very, very powerful. He said, a life lived for self is the greatest misfortune of any intelligent person. If you consider yourself intelligent, you need to lock into Jesus. Look at this. A life lived for self is the greatest misfortune of any intelligent person the only solution is to merge one's life with the life of the Son of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus not only came to the earth, he was born of a virgin, he became one of us, he would ultimately offer himself on the cross so that you and I today could be forgiven, so that you and I today could be free and but most of all, in addition to all of that, is so that you and I could have a personal relationship with him. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus was born, uh, uh, born of a woman so that we could be born of the spirit. Jesus was born in the flesh so that we could be born again. That's what's offered to us today. Well, let me take the next couple of moments to just talk about what really is offered. What does this, this light give to us? So when the, the Bible talks about that he is the, the light of the world and in this light there's life, here's what it's saying. It's saying that the light of life energizes God's people. The, the same way that the sun is an energy source, Jesus wants to be your and my energy source. And it unfolds this way all throughout the scriptures. We see that through light, there's an energy, there's a life that God gives to all of his people. I want to give you a, a, a couple of examples. So let's take the, um, the Apostle Paul. Now the Apostle Paul was an enemy of the kingdom of God 
He was an enemy of the people of God. He was fighting against what Jesus was doing. And then when, when the Apostle Paul had this powerful meeting with Jesus, I want to read it to you. He's testifying this at the end of, book of, of the book of Acts to, to a governmental leader, actually a king. And here's what he said. He said, about noon, King Agrippa, I was on the road and watch what happened. I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. And when Paul saw that light, he opened his heart to Jesus and life entered in and it changed him forever. And we are beneficiaries today of Paul receiving the light of life. We are blessed today. He wrote half of the New Testament. Jesus took a man who was his enemy and made him his chief uh, uh, apostle, one of his main voices for, for all of time, so to speak. Here we're reading the words of Paul, who was an enemy of God, until the light turns on for him. Now look what he would go on to say. I think this is really powerful. He would go on to saying in the, in the book of Colossians, when he's describing his ministry, he says, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Jesus wants to give you and me energy. He wants to give you and me his life. The same way the Son gives us energy, well, the Holy Spirit wants to give you and I energy. I'm telling you right now, no matter what COVID is doing, we can be strong in the Lord. We can be resourced from the inside out. That's what he wants to do right now for all of his people it's so powerful. Look at another verse in Hebrews. I read this the other day and I got so excited. In Hebrews it says, remember how it was with you in the past. In those days after God's light had shone on you, you suffered many things yet were not defeated by struggle. Are you suffering? Are you going through some hardship? Let me tell you something. Jesus wants to shine his light in a fresh way. Jesus wants to help you to see things. He wants to impart his energy. And guess what? When the life of Jesus is flowing, then we will not be defeated. The children of God will not be defeated by anything that's going on in our time. You know why? Because we have the light of life. And he can keep us and he can strengthen us. This is spiritual. This is supernatural. But this is real. This is the way Christianity works. How many days have you and I uh, um, walked outside and said, man, it's so nice to have the sun shining. Well, guess what? Jesus wants to shine on our hearts today. Even though we can't be together, it's an amazing thing because Jesus wants to shine his light in your living room, in your kitchen, in your home, in your car, wherever you find yourself. And he wants to impart his powerful strength and energy. The people of God are empowered by God. That's what's so amazing about being a Christian is that we live with the energy of Jesus. And may the energy of Jesus just flow. Let me just sum this point up this way, okay? The life-giving energy of Jesus enables 
a number of things. First of all, it enables us to experience him. Let's worship the Lord today. Let's seek the Lord today. After the service is over, get alone with God. And if you will seek him, you will find him. You will experience the blessing of God upon your life. We get to experience our God. Our God is alive and our God gives life. He shares his heart with us and he shares his spirit with us and he gives us life. Secondly, the, that, that life-giving energy enables us to grow from him. If they could send one of the, the musicians. Here's what this means. It means that even in days like this, as crazy as they feel, as crazy as, as they might be, you can spend time with the Lord and the Lord can feed you and minister his life to you, his strength to you, and you can grow in him. One of the things that I'm praying is that every Christian in our congregation would be growing in the Lord. How do you grow in the Lord? You get close to Jesus because there's life that he releases to us. That's what he wants to do right here and right now. God wants to help us to grow in the Lord by his mighty power. It's not our power, it's his power. Somebody say amen to that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, I need to pause here and give a quick little shout out to, um, I'm so grateful for all of the people. They can't, look, they can't hear you, but could we clap for a minute for all of our tech people, people, we have people behind the cameras. There's a, there's a big operation. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank them. They're so wonderful. Well, do you know what? We have a sister here and she's visiting from Russia. Her name is Olga and uh, she's like a member of our congregation. Whenever she comes, she's serving. She's right behind the camera right now, only here for a couple of weeks. And here she is serving the Lord. And I got to share with her or talk with her just for a few moments. And it's amazing how Jesus can fill us with his life and his energy and we can serve no matter where we find ourselves and we can, we, can, we can do so much because of the energy that he's provided for us. We can experience him. We can grow from him. And here's the last thing. We can love like him. God is love. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came because God so loved the world. That's why Jesus came. Jesus was born of a virgin. He took on the son of the most high God, took on human flesh. He fully identified with us because he was motivated by love. But here's the key. I've said it a few times. Now I want to unpack it a little bit. Jesus was born so that you and I could be born again. And when we are born again, then we can share the good news so that someone else can be what? Born again. In this season, this is the first sermon uh, um, for Chicago Tabernacle, okay, for New Life Tabernacle. This is the first sermon of the Christmas season. And can I tell you something? God wants to do something fresh and new 
in your heart. He wants to do something fresh and new in my heart so that we could see other people come to know Jesus. And here's what I mean by that, okay? That light not only gives us energy, but the light of life reproduces. This is a season to share the light of the world with people. This is a season for, I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing. You just talk about Jesus to someone and you just talk about Jesus to someone in, in, in terms of what he did for you. You don't have to be a theologian. Just tell people what Christ has done for you. And guess what you're doing? You're sharing the light of life. And as you share the light of life, then other people will be born again. If you haven't led someone to Christ this year, okay, or maybe you've never led someone to Christ, you are in for the the gift of a lifetime. Share Jesus with someone. Pick someone out. Focus on someone. And share Jesus because if the light is in you, that light was meant to reproduce for other people to be born again. The same way we're born again, Jesus wants someone else to be born again. And he wants to use you and he wants to use me. I've already been picking people out and praying for them. I've got people in my heart right now as I'm preaching and I'm somehow praying. I'm I'm like, Lord, may they be watching today and may they come to know the love of Christ. If you are watching with one of your family members, you can't even imagine how much God loves you. He loves you with a deep and powerful everlasting love and his life will enter your heart and free you and change you. So let me, let me just spend the next few moments talking about this because, because that reproductive light, that reproductive life that is inside of the children of God, it should impact us in two basic ways. First of all, that, that life uh, um, that reproduces, it impacts, first of all, our closest environments. So I want to encourage someone today. What is your home like right now? Our homes should be full of the love of God. Why? Because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. I want to pray today, but by the time we're done, are we under stress? Yes. Are people on 10? Yes. But how many know the Holy Spirit can bring us from 10 to 2? And that's what we need. There's so much stress. There's so many reasons to be frustrated and angry and worried. But today we're looking to the greater son. And today we're saying, God, fill our homes with love. God is able to impact our closest relationships. He's able to impact our closest environments. Yes, life is hard for everyone. But can I encourage you today, please, if you're having a hard time, Don't take it out on people. Don't take your frustration out on someone. Don't don't get angry with people and short with people and all of those kinds of things. Let's open up our hearts and say, Lord, these are difficult days, but I want to receive your life. Because when we receive that life, then it spills over 
And it should, it should spill over into all of our closest environments. It should, it should flood our homes. I'm praying that today there would be forgiveness and healing because we're saying, Lord, flood our hearts with your life, with your love. Jesus is so amazing and he's so powerful that he wants to meet you right where you are. Open up your heart to him. Here's the last thing. Okay, that reproductive life, it's so incredible, but it's meant to impact our encounters with strangers. It's, it's Christmas season in America. This is arguably the strangest Christmas season um, probably uh, of our lifetime for most of us. Not for all of us, but for most of us. And even though that's the case, God wants us to have powerful moments with people that we don't even know. How does that happen? Let the light of Christ shine. Because as that light shines, life is reaching to someone. There should be a great revival this season. Think about all of the opportunities that we have to lead people to the Lord. So here's my question for you. Number one, do you have the light of life? As I'm talking to you, I'm not talking about a religious understanding of God because that's possible. Sometimes we get in our heads this religious understanding of God and maybe you even grew up going to church, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not theoretical. It's a deep and profound experience between you and the Savior of the world. It means that one day, the Lord knocked on the door of your heart and said, I came to this earth because I love you. I walked as a man and you were on my heart and you were on my mind. I offered myself on a cross because I loved you and I died and I rose from the dead because I want a relationship with you. Do you have the light of life? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Can I tell you, I'm, uh, here's the last verse I'll close with. Ephesians chapter five puts it this way. It says, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Today is someone's day to wake up. Today is someone's day to wake up to the new life that Christ has for them. Christ has a new life for each and every child, every person on the planet has an opportunity to accept Jesus. If you're hearing my voice and you feel the Spirit knocking at the door of your heart, I'm going to invite you to open up that door and let Jesus in. How? By His Spirit. What does it mean to be born again? It means that the life of God, the Spirit of God, enters into our hearts when we open the door of our hearts and we invite Him in. And so I want to pray right now. If you feel God knocking at the door of your heart, He's knocking because He wants to start a relationship with you. 
All you have to do is open the door and invite him in. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. Wherever you are, God is right there with you. God hears and receives. Every time we reach with faith, God hears and he receives and he answers. So come on, let's pray together. Everyone, let's, let's all pray together. I'm going to invite, uh, help you to invite Jesus into your heart. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, everyone repeat after me wherever you are. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. Indeed, I believe that you are the light of life. I thank you, Lord, that you not only came for the world, but actually you came for me. And Lord, today I want to open up the door of my heart to you. And Lord, today, I want to ask you to come in. I believe that you are the Son of the Most High God. I believe that you're the Savior of the world. And I want you to be my Savior and my Lord. Forgive me today for all of my sin. I turn away from it. And I invite you to come and sit on the throne of my heart. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me, even as I receive you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. You're a child of God. You're part of the family of God. The Bible says anytime one person invites Jesus in, all of the angels of heaven, they begin to rejoice. So right now there's a great celebration taking place because of the decision that you've made. And there's a number on the bottom of the screen. You can text that number. We're going to send you a gift. If you're in New York, we're going to send you a gift, but we want you to connect with New Life Tabernacle. We're going to uh, uh, let you know how to reach them when you reach out to us. And we want to welcome you to the family of God. Well, listen, we're not done. We're not done. Because one question is, do you have the light of life? But the second question is, if you have the light of life, have you been receiving life? Because sometimes Christians get discouraged. Sometimes Christians get weary. But today, we're believing God. We're going to join together for a fresh release of the life of God. You know, when life comes in, life comes in. There's energy. There's joy. There's strength. There's peace. And so come on, all over, wherever you find yourself, lift your hands to God. We're just going to begin to worship Him. As we worship Him, we're opening up our hearts and we're saying, God, fill us with life. Fill us with strength. You know what the problems are. Hallelujah. You know what the struggles are. Give us your life today, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Give us life, Jesus. Jesus.